0: You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today, I've got another interview for you. I've got Nigel Eccles, the co-founder of our newest sponsor, StarStock.com, on the line. And we're going to talk a little bit about his vision for the company and where he sees them fitting into this marketplace. And so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and run the interview. All right. Today, we've got another interview for you. He is the co-founder and former CEO of FanDuel, the CEO of Flick, and is now the co-founder of Starstock. Nigel Eccles, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us about Starstock as you guys are getting ready to, to launch here mm-hmm. in the coming weeks. Um, you know, there's yeah, we'll go ahead and get right into it. You know, there's several selling platforms that are out there today in the marketplace that are doing a pretty good job in the card mm-hmm. market you know ebay com Sportlots. there's a lot of activity on facebook and even twitter yeah. when it comes to selling cards so you know to start with i'm just curious about your vision for star mm-hmm. and how you see yourselves fitting into the marketplace
1: sure and absolutely and firstly just thanks for having me on the show i'm a as i said to you earlier i'm a real kind of newbie to the card market and um, so it's great to have shows like this where, you know, I can get educated. So uh, our vision for Starstock is that, um, is that today probably 99.9% of, say, NBA fans don't know the difference between a, a prism and an optic. Um, they don't have that depth of knowledge. But as we know, or people in the industry know, or in the hobby know, uh, trading cards is just such a great way to treat, you know, your expectations of athletes. Um, and we want to widen that, uh, that market. We really want to take it out to mass market and we feel that what we can do differently is really make it much simpler for somebody from outside the hobby, learn and, and buy cards at, at a fair price. So that's what our real focus is going to be. There's, there's great platforms like eBay or Com C, or you can get a vast range of cards, but where we think we can do a lot better is that whenever you land on that that page, you can know whether that's a fair price and you can quickly buy and sell uh, at that price. That's that's what a real vision is.
0: And, and it seems like also the focus, uh, a little more of a focused inventory as well, right? Yes. So
1: a key innovation is that we are, Uh, Our plan, so we're very focused on the trading aspect Um, and what we've seen is an emergence of people that are maybe don't feel a need to immediately hold the card. Um, What they want to do is they want to own the card. They want to have the the long term value. They maybe want to complete a collection and then they want to hold them. And so what we're doing is that designing the product is that the cards are held in a vault. So our sellers, what they're doing is they'll ship the cards to us. We will scan every card we will categorize the card and then what you'll see is when you look at the the website or the app um you will see every card in your collection that is held in that vault and you can sort them by by year by sport by category um you can see where the gaps are um and then if you sell them the card still stays in the vault uh, but ownership would move from you to whoever the buyer is
0: okay now, now you mentioned that you are, yourself are fairly new to the mm-hmm. card industry, the trading card industry, That's but right. I know some of your other co-founders of Starstock are a little more ingrained into the the quote unquote card world, oh, absolutely. But, but I'm, I'm curious, what do you feel like you've learned from building FanDuel and building mm-hmm. Flick that will influence the growth and the, the build out of Starstock?
1: Yeah, I, I think FanDuel probably the the best example. Um, you know, fantasy sports is a great product. It's a really fun. Um, it's a great way for people to kind of engage with their fans. Um, it gives you something to do on a Tuesday afternoon when you should be working potentially, and you're you, you can research your lineup. Um, right. Uh, so it's it's a really fun product. Uh, what we discovered with FanDuel was that. Um, was that one of the problems was it was very complex for new players coming in so you really had to have a friend who could just sit you down and explain every rule. and and in fact your first season was probably a disaster um and because you didn't have that sort of knowledge and so we felt with fan um we wanted to create a product that was very easy for new players to come in to understand very sort of straightforward rules um a very intuitive interface and it, if we could do that, we could bring in a whole audience of people that wouldn't normally play fantasy sports. And so they could li- literally click an ad, go onto the website, they could immediately get it and they could play. And uh, you know, with cards, it's, it's, it's similar. In fact, the hobby is much more complex in fantasy sports. There's, you know, it's not just one player. There's a, you know, 300 different types for that single player. Sure. Um, if not more. And so, we really want to replicate that so that, you know, we're not going to be able to simplify it. There's still going to be 300 different types of cards, but what we want to do is to be able to much better um, explain to that person coming in and visually show them, well, you know, there's this card trading at this price and there's this card trading at that price. Um, and so our vision here is similar to Fangel that we want to take the complexity and make it much simpler, particularly for those new users coming in. I think that'd be the first one. The second one is, um, what Fangio brought was speed. Um, typically, fantasy sports is played over a season. It's a pretty, it's a fun game, but it's kind of a slow game, um, particularly like fantasy baseball. Um, and with FanGil we made it faster. And again, with Star Stock, um, there's like I've, you know, I've been playing around with many trades, and you know, getting Patrick Mahomes several weeks before the Super Bowl, and and. Really, that was a trade that I wanted. I I like that player. I wanted to have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl, but I wanted to immediately sell it straight afterwards. Um, but as anyone knows, sort of buying and selling is a fairly slow uh, process. Um, and so we think that we can, with the vault, um, with Starstock, we can allow people to quickly trade in and out of players without having all the hassle of having to list it, go through the auction process, go to the uh, the mail office get it mailed et cetera. we can make it much faster
0: okay yeah it seems like you know dfs is all about seeing patterns in data which are mm-hmm. predictive of future performance and then jumping on them before everybody else you know realizes yes. that or recognizes it and it would seem like from a financial perspective from a a, a trading perspective that that same skill set could be leveraged in the sports card world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We absolutely think there's a a real overlap. Um, And one of the things is that, um, again, this mass market, I think it's held it out of uh, sports cards is they may have the knowledge uh, of the athlete, but that's, that's of no use if you can't distinguish between the different cards and know what a good fair price today is. So, you know, for example, if I see a rookie come into the draft and I'm right that this rookie is going to be phenomenal and the rest of the market doesn't know that, then I should be able to do very well. But I won't do very well if I end up paying, you know, three, four five times what the sort of going rate for that card is. So the idea for us is let's, let's build the product so that that person coming into the market can have a better idea of what the fair price is. And so if they are right about that athlete, then, then they profit from that.
0: Yeah. That's an interesting point, right? Like it would seem that content sites Mm -hmm. were key to assisting the growth of DFS. Absolutely. As, as content sites were out there helping educate people on the proper strategy to play the game, that helped bring more more of an audience in. I yes. think that's an interesting point that the same thing could potentially be said for the sports card world and some of the content sites and sports cards <laughs> absolutely partnering with, partnering with marketplaces yeah is almost a, a way to, to mutually grow both the, I, I the overall to- collecting mm-hmm. base as well mm-hmm. as the the marketplace itself.
1: I, I totally agree. And you know again go back to the earlier point. Um, if you uh, think of MBA NBA fans today, you know, 99.9% don't know the difference between a, a prism and an optic. Um, and, you know, but they would be, fa- but that 99.9% still will have a view of the relative performance of rookies. Like, you know, they're, if you're an NBA fan, particularly if you follow college, you're gonna see these players coming in, you'll have a viewpoint. And so the role, Not just on StarStock, but what we'd love to roll the ecosystem is is to help those people coming into the hobby to be able to distinguish and say, well, you know, this guy's under, you know, I know this guy's going to be really good, but what should I buy?
0: Sure. So, you know, I think it, you know, just just as a kind of a tag onto that, you know, it seems like in the DFS world also, it's kind of common that after a a big day or somebody wins a, a big. DFS mm-hmm. tournament, they'll buy a jersey of that one of the players yes. who contributed to the win. You know, I, I kind of wonder how long before, um, if we can see some of that inter- that further integration, we see people go and buy a rookie card of, of yeah. one of those players who helped in their DFS win instead of a um, a jersey or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. We've, we've definitely like, the, you know, I've seen uh, so often people build a real affinity with players uh, through fantasy sports. Um, and in, in fact, I remember I remember someone saying to me once it was like, well, why would why would you feel why do people really care about their fantasy team sort of thing? Like, it's, you know, and they was saying some people care more about their fantasy team than their home team. And I'm like, I said, well, what you're saying is it's, they care more about something that they built um, than some team that some billionaire built. And so it right. doesn't surprise me. You, you should care about it. Uh, because it's kind of was a test of your skill um, and so yeah I, I, I absolutely think that you know fantasy helped build, you know this kind of connection with the players and uh, I definitely see the cards as a way that people can kind of you know deepen that connection and say actually this is this is my guy and you know I know that um, in my limited experience that when I own the cards of a player and I see them play like I definitely feel more of a connection with that player
0: yeah. And also this is the collection that I built. That's right. You know, right. I, you this, know, this is the is... collection,
1: these are the, you know, there was a reason I picked these cards and not those cards. Um, yep. These are the players that I like.
0: Yeah. That's great. So the site is scheduled to launch in April. And at this point That's you right. are taking submissions for people who'd like to be some of the first sellers, correct? That's right. Yes.
1: So we're, we're targeting to start of baseball. Uh, although we're, um, you know, we're going to launch with uh, the, certainly the three major sports of basketball, uh, football and baseball. Um, we're looking for submissions for the first sellers. Uh, we're looking for rookie cards uh, from for current athletes. Uh, that's sort of where we, you know, we're excited. It's going to be the most sort of price volatility. Um, uh, and so that's where we're currently and We're currently taking submissions for that. And when those are submitted, What we will do is we will scan every card individually, Um, we will then categorize them um, and then basically when the site launches, uh, you as owner of those cards, you you still have ownership of them, we will put them in a vault and they will be categorized with your name on it and you will then be able to look on the website and see, see each individual, each one of your cards against each collection.
0: That's great. And then what you can do
1: from there is then and then some of them you can just leave them um, in the vault, and and other ones you can say, actually, I'm going to list all of these other cards.
0: And then at some point, either as a customer or as the owner of those cards, you can have them shipped to you, get them. That's correct. So. for
1: for the ship ends,
0: what we've really said
1: to people is that you know if they don't like the experience, um, we'll ship them back to you at no cost. Um, for for the sort of the initial initial ones, in time obviously we're going to have to uh, build in uh, shipping costs. Uh, but for those initial ones that people are saying Take, you're, you know, taking a risk with us, we feel you'll love the product. And but if you don't for any reason, you know we'll 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 bring them out of the vault and we'll ship them back to you.
0: Well, I, uh, this week I sent in some cards to, uh, to give it a shot. And so I've got my own submission that is on the, on its way. Great. We're looking forward to getting that. That's kind of the, the list of questions that I had for you that I was curious about, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to kind of throw it back to you. You know, what else do we need to know about Starstock as you guys are, are getting ready to launch here?
1: Um, I think, you know, I think. One of the things for me is sort of I'm very new to this hobby, so you know we're we really want to learn. um, We're definitely very open to taking feedback from the community. Like we do have a vision that this this industry and community hobby could be a lot larger, and we could bring in a lot more sports fans um, into it. But we do want you know people to know that. You know, we're, we're definitely want to take people's feedback and, you know, we may make mistakes and almost certainly will make mistakes, but we definitely want to get sort of feedback from people on, you know, what we think we should change, you know, how we, how we, you know, do business. Um, that's something we really want to get feedback from people on as we, as we develop the site. Um, so in terms of sort of contact, so my co-founder who's processing the, the cards, he's mike at starstock.com. Uh, my email is nigel at starstock.com. And, you know, very keen to get feedback from people in the hobby on what we're doing. And, you know, you know whether we're doing it right or wrong, um, you know, really would love to get that.
0: Yeah, I mean, feedback's how we all learn and grow, right? And so <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's key. So finally, just curious, what does success look like for you when you think about, you know, where Starstack will be in the coming Mm -hmm. months and years?
1: Um, So, you know, in the in the coming months, um, you know, we would love to be, you know, what we want to see is a good launch where we're certainly for sort of some of the base rookie cards that, you know, we're really building up a lot of liquidity and that lots of cards are selling uh, back and forth. Um, uh, That's our immediate goal uh, along um, those sets. Longer-term revision is that we're bringing in and growing the hobby. Like, we would love to grow this hobby 10x or more because what we can tap into is those people who play fantasy sports who are just sports fans but don't currently have that knowledge of cards and that acts as a major barrier for them. So success sure. for us is with that mass market. Like, you go onto Instagram and you see uh, some of these sports accounts that have millions of followers but very few of them own or trade cards. And what we want to be success for us would be whenever the, you know, that discussion on there is becomes so many more of those, maybe 10% of those people are actively trading cards. That's when we know that, you know, we've had a, a success in the industry.
0: Great. Well, thank you, Nigel, for, for coming on today. Uh, I really appreciate your time and, no um, you know, me as a as a collector, me as a a content creator, uh, me as a person who buys and sells cards to try to create a self-sustaining hobby. I think competition in the marketplace always makes everyone stronger. and so um, I'm excited to see um, what Starstock does.
1: Great well, thank you. we're We're uh, really excited to see this launch and uh, and to get feedback from the market.
0: All right, great. well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks again to Nigel for coming on the show. I'm excited to see what Starstock does as they launch. One of the things that excited me the most was that their desire is not just to attract the current buyers and sellers of cards, but also they want to see the hobby grow and they want to figure out how to get more people who are just sports fans or sitting on the sideline, fantasy sports fans, whatever it might be, to actually enter the trading card market. And if we can get more people to grow like that and um, enter the market, that's only going to help all of us, whether you're in it for collecting, whether you're in it for making money, having more people... View sports cards as something of interest is going to be good for everyone in the long run. And so, thanks again. Well, that wraps up another episode of the show. Reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at the Mike Summer. Leave me a piece of feedback on your podcast app of choice. I'd appreciate that as well. And if you don't mind, I'd love for you to tell your friends to check out the show.